0: Hello friends,
1: I'm Rebecca,
0: and I'm Kenton,
1: this is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast.
0: Hey,
1: what's going on in there? Why are you upside down? Why are you not talking to me? I'm your wife. Hello.
0: Why do you think I'm not talking to you? I'm holding my breath.
1: Okay. Oh. Hanging upside down and holding your breath.
0: Yeah. This <clears throat>
1: is this is odd. I mean you are odd. I'm I know that. Shh. <sighs> Be quiet while you reventilate. Is that the technical term?
0: You have to concentrate. Yeah. Reoxygenating. <laughs> Is this... you reventilate in order to reoxygenate. Oh
1: my goodness! I don't know
0: anything about the technicalities of breathing. Do you?
1: Am I supposed to? N-
0: no, I-, I guess I don't either.
1: What is this I'm feeling about? I'm a
0: little lightheaded, actually. Is this
1: about free diving?
0: No, no, this isn't the diving. I'm not. I'm just practicing doing a breath hold, which is called apnea. Oh boy, I am a little lightheaded. Apnea I while I'm a doing something between strenuous. Between
1: now and your normal self.
0: Oh, wah, ha! ha, ha. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Apnea and what?
0: While well, I'm doing something strenuous. There's a technical name for it, but I can't remember what it is.
1: <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> yeah. Well, funnily, I'm not surprised. So, what is this for then? Because I'm starting to have some major flashbacks here.
0: Yeah, I'm reliving some of the, well, the very thing that you're having flashbacks to.
1: Wait, you're not going to go out and start doing it again, are you?
0: I'm not going to go start doing it again, I promise.
1: Okay, because even though that was awesome, it was definitely unusual, as we've said, you're odd, and I got to say, during parts of it, I was concerned for your life. Not just your mentality, (laughs) but your life. (laughs) I'm concerned for your mentality a lot. (laughs) Your life less so, but both in this case.
0: Yeah, boy, those were the times. You let me take a whole year and chase those turkeys through the woods. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of training involved. There
0: there was a lot of training. And you
1: did some very weird training.
0: Well, I had to train for anything that I could possibly encounter on my turkey chases. So, So somehow
1: you would end up upside down needing to hold your breath?
0: You never know what can happen out in the woods.
1: Seriously, I think it was Imagine
0: running along, you slip, it's deep snow, and boom, you fall upside down into the snow, you can't breathe, and you have to get yourself out.
1: Anyway, you're very special to me.
0: Thank you, I love you too.
1: (laughs) I think it probably helped more with your asthma that you had at the time.
0: It did help a lot with the asthma. Boy, this is bringing back a lot of good memories. The year of chasing turkeys.
1: The neat thing about that is that you wrote about it.
0: And I... I'm glad I did. You know, it brought back, well, it preserved so many memories from that time, that strange and crazy year of our lives, and brought back a lot of childhood memories, too.
1: Yeah, and speaking of childhood, it's kind of neat to think that it's a story that you'll get to share with the girls, actually. They've been curious about it.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to read it to them. They'll learn about, well, a lot about their parents that maybe they shouldn't know. (laughs) Well. (laughs) They think I'm fairly normal right now right no no okay so. nothing will be lost <laughs>
1: we should just tell people what's going on this let them is... in on the conversation I feel kind of guilty just talking here amongst ourselves <laughs> without everybody being in on it
0: well it was a not a year ago <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: your brain really is in trouble isn't
0: it <laughs> too much time upside down <laughs> apneadizing and whoa.
1: Is that new word? I made a new word. Apneizing. 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 <laughs> so all of you out there, when you decide to hold your breath, you can just let people know afterwards that you are apnea apneizing.
0: Well done. You pronounced my new word. I took a whole year and tried to train in order to catch a wild turkey with my bare hands and then let it go. I didn't want to hurt the turkey, but I wanted to see if I was capable of doing this thing that was well pretty clearly impossible because
1: turkeys can fly
0: yeah and they can run really really fast too they can fly and yeah you're right I'm gonna they go can chase fly.
1: this creature well I'm gonna go on foot and I'm not gonna sabotage it or anything like that I'm just gonna chase it yeah Kenton <laughs> they can fly <laughs> Pick like a rabbit or a deer or something. at least it can't fly.
0: <laughs> it has to stay on the ground. Oh I remember gosh. so many times I'd be running after one and feeling like I was getting vaguely close and then it would take off and just fly across to the next valley and I'd stop and stand there and stare and say, what am I doing?
1: Or uh, in other words, who's the turkey? Who's real turkey? turkey. <laughs> I need to jump in and say, we've got a book that we've written and it's called Chasing Turkeys.
0: Boy, there's a story behind this book, but more importantly, I mean, I'd love to share with everybody the story behind the book, but more importantly, the journey that that book took us on Mm -hmm. as we wrestled with chasing our dreams, with understanding the real motivation behind our actions, and trying to decide whether to stay on what we saw as our life's path or whether to take another route that maybe would have made more quote sense in a financial way or in a conventional thought way, but we didn't do that. And I I think there's quite a few lessons for us there that maybe other people would, would benefit from hearing.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing that quite a few of you out there have hobbies or other things that you love that maybe you wish you could do full time and you could just set aside commuting to work every day and do that instead. And I feel that this will speak, at least, to our wrestle and struggle with something similar. We've always dreamt of writing books, of being authors, of sharing stories. And for as long as we've known each other, we've been writers. And so then when we met, we decided, hey, let's write some stuff together.
0: Oh, what fun. We wrote novels and nonfiction and short stories and poetry, so many things we loved to write. I think my favorite thing to write with you is often the fiction, Mm. because we would go for a walk together, and we would talk about the next chapter, and come up with what was going to happen, and then I would sit down and write out the rough draft, and then you'd come through, and we would rewrite, and edit, and shift it, and create what I think are really great stories together.
1: It is fun to collaborate with someone else, and do what I consider art together, but we shared some of our stories with people, and those people in our, invariably would say, "Hey, you should you should publish this." And so we said, "Well, hey, what's involved? Well, I just you write to an agent, see if you can get an agent, see if you can get a traditional publisher. We could probably do that."
0: So we began the journey, and we took the books that we felt were most publishable, and we started writing to agents. And oh, I remember writing—they're called query letters. And we would write these letters to agents, and we would be sending out our hopes in every letter. And when we started, it was physical letters. Now it's all my email. It was email. way,
1: way, way back in the ancient days yeah. when you had to <laughs> mail your manuscript. Oh, I'm oh. so grateful for technology that allows us to save all that paper.
0: So in the beginning, we would get these letters back and sometimes our writing back with these often encouraging, but...
1: It's a wonderful story. It's just not right for me, which, of course, it has to be right for the agent who's going to represent you. But at that point, when we were just youngins, we definitely did have our heartstrings attached and it would be challenging to be turned down. Sometimes you just get a form rejection. Thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah stamp.
0: I don't think they even call them rejection letters these days, but, you know, that's what they were in the old days called. And it sure felt like that. It felt like rejection after rejection after rejection. This is our dream and no matter how hard we were trying, it was not coming true.
1: We'd go through periods where we were discouraged and we'd think, ah, no, this isn't good. We we don't have something to share. Let's just set it aside. And then we would move on and be directors of entertainment for a renaissance fair or head up a belly dancing troupe or some other very interesting thing. (laughs) Oh, we've done many, many things, but we would always circle back to the writing because another story would pop into our heads, another something to share. And then we would say, hey, why did we ever set that down? No, all we need to do is keep going.
0: And when we, when we wrote Chasing Turkeys, we started the same thing. We started putting it out to agents. And after a year of trying to get an agent and so many rejection letters, suddenly on one day we got two agents that said hey give me a call i'd like to talk about your manuscript
1: wow we didn't know what to do
0: this was so bizarre i mean (laughs) 20 years of trying to make things happen and suddenly on one day two agents knocking on our door yeah so we had to make a decision the one agent was not really well known she didn't have sales behind her and she liked our book, but felt it needed a lot of work. And the other agent was, wow, she was the dream agent. She had multiple bestsellers. She worked for a huge agency in New York and she loved the book. She said basically, I will regret this my whole life if I do not become the agent of this book. Mm. It is funny, it's educational. It's awesome. She loved it. And so we signed on with her.
1: Well, as in all things in life, the publishing industry really sucked at that point in time. It was, incidentally, the time that self-publishing was just rearing its head in the (laughs) industry. And so nobody knew what to do about that. And essentially what happened was our agent championed our book for two years She tried everywhere, everything. We had a number of editors at publishing houses who were interested, but inevitably that editor had to take it to the whole publishing company and everyone had to approve. And at that point in time, if you didn't have a platform, people were scared to take on stories like ours.
0: We didn't have our YouTube channel then. We had no... Facebook account or anything. We had no platform. Was there
1: even a Facebook back then? I don't
0: know. (laughs) But we didn't have any magazine articles written. We had none of the traditional platform. And it could have also just been that the thought of some crazy guy chasing (laughs) turkeys through the forests in Wisconsin was just too bizarro for a New York editor to take on. In any case, the answer in the end was no. Mm. Nobody took the book. And there we were, completely feeling washed out. Yeah. Down. Our dreams crushed again.
1: Yeah, basically, let's just give this up. You know, we're not meant for it. And let's focus on something else.
0: Now I'd have to say in the back of my mind there was always this huge positive because there was a an author, best selling author, who I really respected and admire, and her name was Cy Montgomery, and she writes these amazing nature books. If you have never heard of her, check her out, S-Y, Cy Montgomery.
1: The and Soul of an Octopus. The Soul of an uh, Octopus.
0: Uh, there's so many books. The Soul of awesome. an Octopus is a great one to start Spell with. Spell
1: of the Tiger. Ooh. Oh, there's so many good ones. If you love nature, which I'm guessing you do if you're listening to us here, she just has the neatest perspectives, and she, she, they're often about animals, but it's often about the people and the animals usually wild animals and she gets so into it it's just amazing to see her perspective
0: when you think about nature immersion she truly immerses herself in nature in the environments that she goes and visits and connects with the animals that she's trying to write about and so it was an amazing feeling because i wrote to her and i said would you be willing to read my book and tell me what you think and if you like it maybe give us, you know, a little blurb where you say what you thought of it. And she read it and wrote back and she loved it and she was so encouraging mm. and gave us this great blurb to put on our book. Oh my gosh, that always fueled me. Even as we were sinking and falling after the whole agent thing, I still felt like There's somebody that believes in us. And my mom. My mom always has believed in us.
1: Your mother has never given up on us. (laughs) She always was. Well, so what about your writing? You guys, what about your writing?
0: You know, it's hard not to feel when you have a dream. Like, okay, there's going to be some people around you who are nice and care about you who say, yeah, your music's great or your art's great or your writing's great. Your dancing is great. Keep up with it. But they really know that it's not. And that doubt was also in our heads because you know what no agents no finally when we got an agent no publishers this sucks
1: yeah so we set it aside for a long time and recently came back to it started up again what always happens to us or has happened to us is that we get people who say oh send me the book and then they read it and they say oh this is awesome and think it's right for the market at the time (laughs) or they say oh this is awesome but I'm actually not the person to represent it because xyz I'm not familiar enough with this and I feel like I wouldn't do you justice or whatever it is and so it's like really nice rejections which is great but I would rather have a published book than a pile of nice rejections (laughs) at least so I thought We've learned a lot along the way, though, about ourselves and about why we love to write and why we were wanting to publish a book in the first place. And so I think that's an important thing to investigate is why am I doing this? Mm.
0: Well, before we get into why, you know, our motivation behind it, I just I want to finish up that story about the book, because what happened to us is I feel like we finally gave up, but not in a giving up sort of way. We gave up with trying to accomplish our dream in the conventional way, in the way that a lot of voices were saying it had to be done. And we said, let's look at other ways. And what we did is we decided to self-publish.
1: Yeah, which is exciting because fairly soon here, we'll have a book that we can share.
0: You know, it was work still. We had to go through and learn all the formatting and how to create a good cover and everything else that, well, it was a learning curve. But now, as we speak, it is being published, and pretty soon we will be launching it and be able to say to all of you, "Hey, we have
1: a book. Yeah, Chase Turkeys, come share it in it the out. the strange year of Kenton doing all sorts of odd <laughs> apneaizing <laughs> and other such craziness."
0: But you were saying there's this underlying idea here about chasing your dreams about. How often we're told that our dreams are not possible.
1: Oh, I'm glad you're bringing this up. Because really, our whole book experience and writing experience is just one example of dreams and what we feel about them. And you're right. Growing up, people will tell you so many times, "You, you can't do that. You won't make any money. You won't be successful. You're not good enough. And... The thing is, that's one person's opinion at one point in time. So how do you cultivate believing in yourself? And what's wrong? Here's the question. Even if, say, quote, you aren't good or good enough, what's wrong with continuing to do something that you love? Mm. The, the world doesn't just need great people. It needs people who love to do things, to, who have passion, who care about what they're doing.
0: You know, as you say this, I realize that what we're talking about in this episode parallels my whole journey in the Chasing Turkeys book, because I so desperately wanted to accomplish this goal that kept eluding me and eluding me, and finally had to look at the goal differently. Mm. I think when we did that, suddenly we got excited. Writing went from being something that was this huge disappointment, and we felt powerless to make our dreams come true, to suddenly... We love writing together Mm -hmm. and now we know how to self-publish and we can publish as many of our books as we want to. Mm -hmm. We can write as many of our books as we want to and we're unleashed. That dream is unleashed because we ceased trying to do it the way everybody said, not everybody, but the way some people said it had to be done and most importantly, the way we thought it had to be done.
1: Yeah, well, and I think the important thing is to realize that we can't stop doing what we love. And so maybe instead of how can I believe in myself more, ask yourself, does this give me joy? Does this give me passion? Am I going to stop doing it even if I make no money? Even if people say I'm not good, am I going to stop singing in the shower? Am I going to stop painting paintings? Hmm. No. And that brings me to what I was talking about earlier, which is understanding your motivation. Because I think half the time we stop believing in ourselves because we're listening to other people and we don't have our motivation in the right place. Mm. And I know we didn't have it in the right place with our writing for many, many years.
0: I mean, this is going to be a hard one to admit, but when I look at what my motivation was behind the writing, I'm going to say it was money. I've always had this dream of if we could have some money. We could do so much good in the mm. world. How many people have that that idea? Oh, that yeah. Trigger, right? Of
1: course. If, if I could have lots of money, I would make the right choices and help all sorts of people.
0: Yeah. And writing a bestseller seemed like the route to money for me. And it seemed like, wow, this could really just change our lives and other people's lives. Despite knowing this deep inside my heart, I tr- often tried to hide from that. Mm. Because that was not a noble motivation in my mind to get rich and I think the world gave us some examples we got to know a really super best-selling novelist
1: super ultra famous yeah person.
0: and as we got to know this person and we would be around them I feel like we started to notice that okay they have so many bestsellers they have so much money
1: they're completely famous
0: and they don't look like they're enjoying their life very much Mm
1: -hmm.
0: when you would see behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we knew other people that had money that were very joy filled. So it became clear to me that the money was not the deciding factor in whether your life was joy filled or not, whether you felt fulfilled. And I think that truth was wiggling around in my mind for a long time, but still that temptation of, wow, what if we could just write that best-selling novel
1: mm-hmm. was always there well and if i look at it i think our pivotal moment and maybe some of you will have experienced this too our pivotal moment was who are we doing this for what are we doing this for and when we could say okay we love the writing but we're not doing it just to make ourselves happy we're not doing it to say just share the stories with our family and our friends who are interested we're doing it for this other ulterior motive, then when we saw that clearly, we could ask some questions. Well, if we self-publish, do we care if we make money from it? Would we be happy if we could just share the story with people? And the answers that came from that were so interesting because I at least experienced this weight lifting off my shoulders. I thought, I do love writing. We always come back to it. We haven't stopped in all these years, despite all the rejections, we keep writing. We love it. And boy, if it was just for me, us, to share and write and create and share with people who are interested, do I need to make money from that? Or is it enough to just get the joy of the doing of it? And as soon as that happened, (sighs) I felt (laughs) so excited. And I thought, yes, we should just self-publish this. We should do this for our own enjoyment and for whomever else cares to take part in it.
0: We are not the people that are going to go deep into marketing. And so I think for me, when we decided to self-publish, there was that feeling of this is not about the money anymore. Mm. Our chances of having one of these books go huge are probably pretty little at this point.
1: And actually, (laughs) I'm okay with that. It's a lot of work. And I have actually talked to some People who have great artistic talent, whether they're sculptors or painters or it, whatever it might be, and I've said, "Oh, do you know you could make your entire living off of this? You're so good." And more than one of these people has said to me, "Yes, but that would take the joy out of it. Mm-hmm. I would have to try to sell it. I would ha- and you know, to try to com- make so many products in such a short amount of time, it just doesn't feel like art to me anymore." And so that, to me, is similar.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we came to this conclusion that we had been chasing a dream for so long, doing it in the conventional way, it not happening, and it was all dependent on other people's judgment of, of our work and whether and the they liked it or not, and, and so many things. Yeah. And then when we said, let's do it just for the sheer joy of it, let's do it because we love it, oh, like you say, it felt It feels (laughs) so good. I mean, we're putting out a good book that I think people will really love. Oh,
1: it's a hilarious story, but inspiring too.
0: Yeah, and it holds to what we hold true about the world. We want our writing to do good. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing good with the money, maybe the writing can do good. Maybe our works can inspire people, can bring some joy, can bring people closer to nature. That's what we really want as far as an extrinsic reward. And the intrinsic reward is finally we can say, yes, we're authors. We have our book here. This is the thing we've been dreaming of for 30 years, really.
1: It's been a long, long time. So before we move on to our action points, I want to say the biggest takeaway for me in all of this, you listening out there have probably heard this before, that happiness needs to come first and then the things. And I feel that at least for my personal journey with, especially with the writing, I have for so long thought I must get published and then, then I will be able to do this. And then I will be happy. Then I will be able to buy this thing mm-hmm. or go to this place or help these people instead of realizing that I just need to choose what makes me happy first. I need to find that underlying joy and from there, I can decide what will the things be that seem fun that will make a difference instead of waiting 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 for all of the blocks to stack up properly I can just go back down to that groundedness and say I'm going to choose my happiness first and go from there
0: That is such an important life lesson it's something that I wish when I looked back at the people that we the author and the other people we knew with money and saw such a diverse difference in how much joy they had in their lives, if I could have realized just what you just said, that it's not the external that's going to bring us true underlying joy. An external can bring us happiness, Mm -hmm. momentary happiness, but it just fulfills a desire that soon is replaced by another desire and off we are trying to get the next best thing. The people that have an underlying joy are people that have found that from inside themselves. Yeah.
1: That's what it is in the end. If you can do what it is you love, if you can chase your dreams with that knowledge that you're already happy, it doesn't have to happen in the way that everybody else says it does, wow, Mm -hmm. then there's such a gift to share with the entire world. Should I do it?
0: Should we do it? Yeah, Yeah.
1: okay. It's time for you to unleash your life. Yo, wow. (laughs) So some action points here. I would say number one, is simply just identify your dreams.
0: You know, so many of us have these dreams, and they have been buried down mm. in the back of a dark closet, underneath piles of clothes, because somebody told us. Kind we of were... like us right now. <laughs> <laughs> they know, right? This they is where you know we do our we episodes. We
1: do our podcast in the closet.
0: Yep, that's <laughs> glorious. Yeah, we're well... in our very expensive recording studio here <laughs> in our closet. Hey, but
1: we're doing what we love we're happy and we don't care if we have all the right equipment. But you're right. Someone can say to you, well, just one thing. Maybe you love to sing. And as a child, okay, your voice changes a whole lot when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You might love to sing and say, oh, whoever, mom, dad, I really, really want to do something with singing. And you might be listening parent who says, oh, honey, you're really not that good. And I'll say, I don't want to disappoint you, honey, but I'm not sure you have what it takes. Just, And that might be a person you know, not trying to hurt you, but just trying to brace you for life. And what you maybe needed was just some encouragement. Like, oh, don't you love to sing? I do too. Let's sing together. But because of that, you said to yourself, I'm not a good singer. Yeah. You said, I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to pursue anything. Even though in your heart, you're like, but I love to sing.
0: And it's hard to remember that when you hear that thing, especially when we're younger, that that's just the judgment of a single person, their opinion. And if we'd bother to listen to a whole bunch of singers, we'd see, all right, there's some singers that have classically beautiful voices. Mm-hmm. There's some singers that just have super gravelly voices. <laughs> there's some singers that unique voices Oh yes. Extremely. go as far or further than the classical, yeah. quote, nice voice.
1: Yeah. And there's so many options now. There's so many different ways to express what you love. You don't have to go become a famous opera singer or have uh, you know, number one big hit. You could work with kids, right? Go or a hospital, do music programs at a hospital. Take your voice and use your gift to help other people.
0: So finding out what is that dream that you have that's maybe tucked away and bringing it out. And that takes courage to bring it out and say, maybe I'm gonna chase this again. Because as, well, Rebecca and I well know, chasing after a dream, really going for it, can bring a lot of heartache. But I don't think, looking back, that we necessarily had to go through all of that heartache, especially in today's world. But let's let's go on to action point number two before we
1: mm-hmm. talk okay. about that. That is find a friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Someone who maybe shares the same dream or similar dream to you. Or someone who has their own dream, who wants to support you in chasing yours. We know we're going to have these voices of criticism. And we know that for most of us, it's difficult to deal with that without getting down. So it's, it's great to work on our egolessness and everything else. But it's also nice to have at least one person there who is your support network, who really believes in you.
1: And can also, on the flip side, hold you accountable. If you say, yeah, I'm going to take writing. I'm going to write the next two chapters of the book. That person can say, okay, great. I want to see them next Friday when we get together. Mm. And then can kind of apply some really good pressure. Or ask you some good questions. And someone who's on the lookout for you. And, of course, someone who can commiserate with you if something's rough. And celebrate with you when you have a success. When you feel like you've had a success. Because... Sometimes just the doing of the thing is the
0: success. (laughs) Well, number three, Mm -hmm. I feel like you've already spoken to a little bit, and it's a pretty important one. Mm
1: -hmm. Get creative. Mm. And we're not talking get creative and start doing art or whatever it is that is your dream. We're saying be creative with how you can manifest your dream or dreams in your life.
0: Somebody said to me the other day, They wanted to be an adventurer. And, of course, we can think, all right, how many people get to be adventurers? Um, You probably have to work work for National Geographic.
1: Is that even an official title anywhere?
0: Yeah, I think they, aren't there National Geographic adventurers? I don't know. That are, anyway, explorers, I guess is what they're called. So there is a, a job title that's essentially like that. But oh, the competition. There's no way that's ever going to happen for you.
1: Yeah, certainly. You have to at least be able to hang upside down and hold your breath.
0: Right. For a <laughs> long time. <laughs> and hold a conversation while you're holding your breath.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And also juggle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I found myself writing to him and saying, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Today, there are so many ways to do that. You could start a YouTube channel and do it, you could start a blog. My dad once had a guy come up to his door who was biking around the world. He was from Europe and he was biking from, he had landed in North America and was going all the way down into Central America or South America yeah, on his I bike.
1: Yeah, South America.
0: Yeah, and he just had a little blog that he kept up his adventures on and people followed him. You could crowdfund your adventures, say, okay, people, I'm going to go to here Help me out with the finances. You're going to be hearing all about it along the way. There, There's so many ways today to manifest your dreams, to make things happen in creative, non-orthodox ways.
1: Ooh, I like that. Mm. Orthodox is such a strong word. I like non-orthodox. <laughs> I'm kind of an alternative gal myself. Well, and I think one thing to remember is to be willing to be flexible, So if you have this dream and it's got to be just like this and it's got to be only this thing this way, it isn't that it won't happen, but it may be more difficult to make happen if you aren't flexible and go with the flow and say, okay, I've always wanted to be traditionally published, but guess what? That isn't making me happy, so I'm going to self-publish. And so I think, to me, it seems the world wants to support us when we're coming from a base of happiness, it just requires us to have on a pair of glasses that can see when life is handing us something a little bit different, mm. and then make creative use of that.
0: Wow, do you want to swing your feet up onto this pole and see if you can?
1: No, I am not. If going you to do the anything. ankle
0: hang from here, it's even more powerful.
1: Kenton. No,
0: seriously, it gets. You have this. No. Flash of oxygen that goes into your brain and you feel really clear and I'm not chasing
1: any baby cows for a little bit definitely not doing that I'm not chasing any turkeys (laughs) yeah
0: don't tell them about the cow that was so embarrassing
1: seriously Becca what gosh you did all sorts of ridiculous things yeah about the time that you left me in the car and you didn't put it in park when you flung open out the door to try to chase turkeys. Do you remember that? <laughs> I ran
0: out the door to grab the turkeys. I got them. And then I turned around and the car is driving away.
1: I should have driven away. I should and have you, driven away right then and you there. You were
0: in the passenger seat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So many
1: stories. And we're excited to share them with you. And conversely, tell us about your dreams. What dreams are you chasing? Send us a comment here or an email and get a bunch of different people's ideas. Remember that friend, find a friend or friends because so many people have creative ideas that you might never think of yourself. So share with us what your dreams are and how you want to go about making them happen or if you already have what you did, what works for you. We love hearing from you.
0: Unleash your life, my friends. We love you.